Welcome to Angels in the Buff, where we strip away old stories and myths and evolve our beliefs around angels and the spiritual forces that surround us in order to expand our connection with the universal intelligence that serves us all. A new era is finally here, and so is a new dimension of talk. So let's join our host Stephanie Lodge as she investigates the science of spirit to bring you the naked truth from the angels themselves. This is Angels in the Buff. Hey everybody, welcome to Angels in the Buff. I am your host, Stephanie Lodge, and I hope you're well. I um, I'm going to be honest, tonight's broadcast is not going to be as long as normal. I'm, I'm kind of dealing with a, uh, a toothache, and so it makes it hard for me to talk. <laughs> so we'll do the best we can, but just kind of giving that disclaimer out that if I'm lisping or sound funny, <laughs> now you know why. Um, okay, well, let's see. What is on the hearts and minds of many tonight? That's that's really what I'm tuning into uh, in the field. And what are we looking at creating in the reality that we are currently in when it seems there's much that's being dismantled or broken down or deconstructed, let's say, around us. So what I know is this. No matter what is occurring... At the end of the day, we are always walking through, moving through our own rendition of it. Whatever we are carrying in our hearts as burdens are going to be what we see in the world. And of course, for many of us who have been on this path for a while, we might say, well, I've been doing a lot of work, I'm in a great place, but yet I still see the world around me completely and chaos, and confusion, and destruction, and world events, and natural events, and not-so-natural events. Um, And it might get us upset, you know, especially for those light leaders out there who are used to kind of feeling like they have it all together, (laughs) and then something comes and shakes them to their very core, their very essence of being, and they think, okay, maybe not so much, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have it all together. And what I know is this, We are not here to control any of this. We are not here to um, think that we have it all figured out and come from that spiritual arrogance to say that if this isn't happening the way that I expect it, that somehow I've done something wrong. I'm not as spiritual as I could be. I'm not as versed in all the different alchemical, you know, tools that I've been gifted in my life. And that's just not the truth. When we step more and more into what I would call our spiritual power or knowing or awareness, and we claim that for ourselves, it's almost as if there's this counter light force that says, are you really ready? Are you really ready, love? Are you sure about this? Do you really know who you are? And it can come and show up in all sorts of different forms. You know, think of them like tests to your spirit, if you will. And I know that I've been going through those. Um, I've been going through, I don't want to call them dark nights of the soul, because I don't want to make them so dramatic. But I would just say I've been going through what I've been calling the phoenix waves. And phoenix waves, for those of you who might have seen, um, I think I mentioned this before on one of my 
I don't know, Facebook Live, something like that. Um, I know I talked about it in the Angelhood. So this is the thing. I'm I'm kind of on these different platforms, some of which are public, some of them, some of which are private. So it's hard for me to keep track of where the intel comes through and broadcast. But the Phoenix waves are really these ideas of you know burning away what no longer serves, and these energy waves come in and push us into a next level of lightness of being. And in order to push us into that next level and give us a little you know nudge, um, we have to let go of some stuff. We, and what are we willing to let go of is the question. And it's different for everybody because we're all getting hit at different places and different times. Um, I can share, like, for me, for instance, um, I had something come through that set me up for a really grand disappointment. You know, we had, um, I had something coming through that was really a a really nice financial push um, that lifted, would have lifted me into a different level of, of peace, right? And it just suddenly fell away. And so it was this disappointment, and I had to look at how much do I feed on disappointment, how much do I set myself up for having grand disappointments that become an expectation of sorts, right? For those of you who know and expect things to kind of hit the fan, you know, or they call it like the other shoe is going to drop, whatever that means, right? This idea of shoe dropping, I, don't, I never really understood about that, but... um you know, it's this expectation of something, if something's going well, it's like, okay, something's going to happen, it's going to screw it up. Or we just have this expectation of being disappointed in general, you know, and so what happens is sometimes we just set up expectations that we essentially don't expect anything. Or then we go the other extreme and say we expect the worst. That's the other thing. You know, we always go to, if I expect the worst... I'll be pleasantly surprised and happy with whatever shows up. Or we have zero expectations, right? And so whatever shows up, we're totally happy with. But that zero expectation place is not an easy one for people to always maintain. So usually, there's some level of expectation going on, you know, about how people will show up, how situations will happen because we're told something or promised something, and then suddenly it doesn't follow through or it doesn't show up that way, and then we're disappointed, right? So disappointment is a very um, typical core wound, I guess you could say, or, or belief in the system, universal belief. And a girlfriend of mine recently shared with me that she had this expectation of a client coming on, and she was really excited to work with this client, and, and then they, she suddenly got word that that wasn't going to possibly happen, but she wasn't for sure yet. She just got pushed back a little. And I said, okay, so where's your expectation now? Are you just expecting based on past conditions of what you've experienced before that this person is just not, that they're just going to fall away fully, that you can't salvage it or adjust accordingly so that your resonance is going to hold a higher vibration no matter what? That's the thing. Right now, can we hold the highest vibration for that highest potential always? That's really the only expectation we have is to know that it's always working out for our highest good right? So as long as we can maintain that, as long as we can maintain that belief that everything's always unfolding perfectly for us, no matter what, even if it's stuff that just might appear to be crap, if we really understand at the deepest level of our soul that it's always unfolding perfectly for us, um, then oftentimes that will adjust accordingly, even if we've had a dip where we didn't feel so great. I did this... um, uh, sweat lodge on Friday night, interestingly, and um, I was honored to sit in council with 
the chief of the Lakota Nation, uh, the warrior chief. His name is uh, Chief Zafier. And um, he's also known as Chief uh, Black Spotted Horse. Beautiful man. And very humble. And really, you know, I asked him some hard questions about the earth changes. And I posted it on my Facebook. And people were kind of like, whoa, you know. And they didn't really know what to make of them. Because they were pretty intense. But we have to go into which earth? You know, I've talked about this. There's the diamond earth and the violet earth. There's two different platforms here. Which one are we vibrating at is going to be the one we're experiencing. But I have to go with the assumption that there are still some people on this planet that are listening to my radio podcast right now and watching my Facebook Live and watching my Facebook feed that are still not 100% on the bus of, of knowing that that's even possible to create your own reality, right? And so I'm giving them advice based on what is going to happen within the 3D framework or the violet framework of Earth. What is being dismantled? What is falling away? And when I asked him, you know, specifically what was happening in California, why I feel like sometimes the California is the front lines of consciousness. And I mean, I understand there's a lot of media made here. There's a lot of tech made here. It makes sense that this might be where we get the biggest pushback to our creative force that's going out into the world. Um, we might get that resistance in, in a duality framework like we have here on this planet. But he also said to me, look at the fires as a warning shot. Look at the fires as a way to say, it's getting hot in this kitchen, you might want to get out of the kitchen. And, you know, the idea that LA, specifically where I live in the City of Angels, is not necessarily going to be here forever. You know, that this is not necessarily going to be the best place to be. Now, one can look at that as saying, okay, well, what's going to happen? Is it going to fall into the ocean? Is it going to get flooded? Is there going to be natural disasters? Is it going to be what? Is there going to be some attack? Is there going to be, you know, earthquake? What? I mean, there's so many options. There's so many sands, you know, grains of sands on the beach that we could pick up and say, okay, this is the future. And look at all the other sand, you know, grains that we could pick too, right? So there's so many options. So it's not for me to know which option is going to unfold according to my reality, right? All I know is if I want to be in the highest vibration of experience while I'm in a human body and there's a feeling of urgency or a feeling of danger or a feeling of just not comfortableness, let's call it that, within Los Angeles, because I have been feeling that, I'll be honest, guys, I have been feeling the sense of it's time to go. I need to get out of LA to some degree. And I haven't really figured out where to go. And I was asking, you know, my counsels, I'm like, I don't know where you want me to go, or should I go, or is it time to go, or what do I need to need, what do I need to do? What do I need to know as far as the practical application of, of this feeling I'm getting? And then of course they brought in this chief and he tells me, Yeah, LA's not the safest place to be. So I got a confirmation within less than twenty four hours from Spirit, like here's a, a warrior spirit man <laughs> telling you you might you don't have to be on the front lines if you don't want to. You don't have to stand in harm's way if you don't want to. You have permission to go. And I have to say, there is a sense of responsibility for me, like, and I know it's self-inflicted, but there is a sense of the sense of responsibility I feel for many, for this planet. And I've always felt this way since I was a little girl. Yet there was a mission in me to assist. 
And this is oftentimes what angels feel like when they're in human form. You know, when we understand beings that are angelic are those who are in service for others. There's a sense of service. There's a sense of wanting to heal and help that makes us angelic versus versus something else, whatever that something else is, right? And so, you know, I don't know that I've ever really claimed this so so forthright in terms of, you know, publicly on a broadcast in in this way. But because I'm seeing more and more of us kind of stepping out and having the bravery to say I'm here, I'm going to say this. The angels have landed and we are rising. They are here. We are here. We are here to assist this planet in elevating to the next level of consciousness. We are here to anchor in enough diamond light to elevate this planet to another level of frequency of evolution, elevation, so that we can all have a more peaceful planet. The current planetary systems do not work. The current planetary systems are broken and are designed to fail on purpose so that there is a sort of a self-destructive mechanism involved there. And therefore, um, the planet itself needs a lot of help. And it has called in reinforcements. It is called in what some call God's army. It is called in light legions that you would call angels to come into human form and to remind the humans that are here who they truly are, what they truly are as God's source made manifest, and why we came and what we came to do. And remind those who are here to possibly you know, play out an existence of duality consciousness, and maybe they're not here to serve, maybe they're just here to grow their soul, and that's fine too, but remind them, just do it peacefully. No need to take out others with you as you go through the processes of anger, frustration, and the rest. Whatever fear and anger you're processing, you don't need to take out others. You don't need to hurt anybody in that process. And yes, this planet serves as a school, as a playground, as a lot of things for people. But the angels have come in to remind you that you are love first and you are love only. That is the true nature of who you are. I know that is why I've come in as an angel in human form because I know that's what I am. And I've, I've not been shy about that overall, but I mean... I'm saying it really here formally, I guess. Um, And there are others. There are many others. And I know them. And they know me. And we're here together. And we got this. And we're coming. And we're coming together. And we're going to edify each other. And we're going to say the truth of what needs to be said, which is, it is time to understand that there is no separation between us There is no better or worse, us and them, duality, really. That this is all one field of consciousness having different facets or angles of consciousness in different human bodies, right? Different explorations of self through different formats. Different skin, different hair, different eyes, different gender, different religion, different belief systems, different political spectrum, all of it. 
And none of it is right and none of it is wrong. It is all one consciousness. So it's like you could think of it as saying, is God a multiple personality a little bit? (laughs) You know? And the creative forces that are coming in, that you would call angelic in this case, or the angels of light or the light warriors, they're not warriors in the sense of going to war and battle. All they are here to do is be the reflection to say, this is the truth of who you are. Can you let go of the limiting beliefs, let go of the baggage, let go of the false beliefs, if you will, that say otherwise, that make you less than this? And what I also know is there's a lot of distortion on this planet. There's a lot of people on this planet who have mental illness, what I call the mental miasma. And because of that, they are doing things to attack each other. They are doing things because they think they need power, they need money, they need more, because they don't know who they are. They're still playing small. They're still playing with an old belief system that didn't get the memo. And so they feel that they have to take and hoard and pillage and, and rob and rape and all the rest to get what they feel they deserve to prove their sense of godliness and power to themselves through the material reality. Because they are so spiritually devoid and disconnected from the truth of who they are as love. Because love is really creating all this reality. All realities are created from love. However, when one is disconnected from that knowingness deep in within, within their heart, they can't be self-sustained. They can't be self-reliant. They can't step into their own self-authority or their self-knowing. And therefore, they have to seek it outside of themselves and pull it in and rob it from others. And they're feeders. Some people might call these people vampires. And they might be clothed in the most beautiful sunshine smiling way. But don't let that fool you. They might come with all sorts of innocence. But that doesn't make them any less of a drain energetically on the system. (laughs) Because they're just feeding and feeding and feeding like a baby that doesn't stop eating and exhausts the mother. So what is the mother forced to do? The mother is forced to make correction, to create and break that habit and make a correction and and train or teach that baby how to self-soothe, right? And it's no different in humanity right now with this planet. The planet is forcing us to self-soothe and take care of ourselves a little bit too and remember who we really are. So we stop pulling on her so much. Because she's here to give us everything. And all she asks in return is to be protected and her resources protected and acknowledge her and revere her and love her for the mother that she is. But man as a whole has gotten a little out of control and greedy and taken a little more than he's given and has not been protective of her. And therefore there is going to be correction made. And in this correction... Unfortunately, what happens is you have fallout, you have collateral damage, if you will, from these types of corrections that that the mother Gaia makes because she 
is a big being, right? She has emotions too, but her emotions come out in earthquakes and volcanoes and fires and, and floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and the rest. And it doesn't mean she doesn't love us. She loves us greatly, but this is the thing. Her communication system operates on love, and guess what happens to people who are disconnected from their love center? They don't get the memo to get out of the kitchen, to get out of the way. She's coming through. It's not going to be pretty. Get out of the way. It's kind of like when you hear somebody, you know, your mom or your dad yell in the house, and it's like you go to your room and become invisible and try to... (laughs) Get out of the way, right? You're like, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Same thing. Just on a bigger scale. So what we're seeing right now, guys, is an unfolding of her emotion of, I've had enough of this. I'm over it. i got to correct some of this. This doesn't feel good anymore. You guys are just taken and taken and taken and... and There isn't enough of the opposite, right? And of course, there's groups like Native Americans who are tuned into her, who do give back, who do revere, and therefore they are protected. They are honored. They are told, get out of the way. This this danger is coming through. Get out of the way. Move here. Go there. So they're actually our greatest angelics on the planet right now as far as who's really in tune and aligned to her communication system. So it was no accident last week when I went through, you know, that week prior that was really intense with losing a friend and the mass shootings and the fires and all these things, right? And I just was like, what is going on? There's so much going on, right? And it was no accident that the following week, the week following that, I would find myself in council with this elder. Because I know I'm a warrior of light. I know I came in to speak the truth no matter what. I know I came in to help and assist no matter what. Regardless of the consequences of losing friends or family because they think I'm insane or they don't understand me or what have you. It's cost me a lot to be this. To be this mouthpiece for source. To be an angelic light stream and pull in the consciousness that is around me and give these messages. It has cost me my human personality life, right? The one that I walk through as Stephanie, you know, just doing what she does, right? And um, it doesn't not have its consequences. So I want to be really clear to those of you out there who are on this path. I understand it's not an easy one. And I understand it tests you. And I understand the loss and the pain and the depression at times that comes up because you just feel so misunderstood and alone in this. But you're not alone. There are legions here. And they are rising. I promise you. And I'm calling them forth. If you are one of them, if you are an angel in human form, and you know why you came, and you know what's going on, and you, and you have a message, and you have a concern, or you just have something you want to share, I invite you to get in touch with me. Because I'm pulling these angels in. And we are coming together. It was interesting because this chief said, you know, despite the differences between the different nations of the Native American, you know, not all Native American nations get along, right? Not all tribes get along. They have their own disputes. But 
because of who he is, because of what he's received as his dispensation from source, you know. He's had many come forward and say, I have 150 warriors, I have 200 warriors. Just let me know when you need us. We're here. You know, and they're, of course, looking at this as a different type of a battle, but the point is, Standing Rock was just one showing of their spirit. That it's not about the money for them. It is about mother. It is about this earth. It is about understanding you can't eat money. You can't eat your Ferrari. You can't breathe, you know, toxic air if if we don't take care of this planet and it keeps burning. This is the thing, guys. Where are our priorities? If we're looking at the Kardashian culture, okay, not to put them in that, you know, not to blame them, but I'm just making that as it's an easy access point to understand this. If we're looking at the Kardashian culture, which reveres wealth and status and fame, regardless of talent, just just fame for fame's sake, regardless of service, if we're just looking as at that as one symptom of a larger illness, that would be enough. (laughs) That would be enough to scare the crap out of most people if they really, really looked at the reality of that and what that meant. That we are so disconnected from our souls that we we are putting up on pedestals clothing and status and image and beauty and popularity and whatever as our gods, right? Making celebrity our gods. If we're that disconnected, what is this going to do for our children and our future? You know, I walked into a, a, a movie theater last night, and I'm, as I'm walking down the stairs to get to my seat, I'm looking around, and everybody's on their cell phone. They're people on dates together. They're not even talking to each other. They're each on their own cell phones. And they're on a date. And they're just looking at Facebook. They're just looking at things like that. They're not, you know, it's like, and I'm going, or they're, or they're playing a solitaire game, right? Or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. We've all become these cyborgs that have checked out of our consciousness. And checked into a device that not only is it pumping electromagnetic field energy that's toxic into our hands and into our system. that So it's technically unhealthy for us, okay? It's also disconnecting our hearts from each other and causing huge separation. Huge, huge disconnection. And people will say things to each other over a text or over a Facebook feed that they would never say to another person's face. And they're saying hurtful, hurtful, hurtful things. People call them trolls for a reason, right? And yet, there's this engagement back and forth, back and forth of people fighting. And the ones that are possibly, let's say, morally integrous in the right, if we will, just the fact that they're slamming and judging those that are not, those that are saying something hurtful, is lowering their vibration and putting them now in that status of vibration now. 
And that's a very dangerous thing. When you start to have those of the light have to dim their light to get to that next, to get to that place because they're so angry and frustrated that people are not aware and self-aware enough or educated enough. They're in that category of they know not what they do, right? And instead of looking the other way and just holding our peace no matter what, we get involved, we jump in, we start blaming and shaming and the rest and calling them this and that, whatever. It's not the way to go. That's all designed to suck you into the drama and the trauma. So it's really, really important right now, especially be super diligent about what you give your energy and mind to and what you more importantly give your heart to. You know, yeah, the Kardashians are philanthropic in their moments and they like, look at what we did. We did this. But the majority of what they do is self-serving and narcissistic. I think we can all agree on that. And yet, they have a very connected family. Sure, it has its dysfunction. But they have this connected family. If you notice a lot of the shows, and I watch reality television sometimes for this reason alone, to serve as a psychological uh, assessment, taking a temperature, you know, of the culture out there, so that when I have clients come in, I kind of know where they're coming from. Because I can't expect people to come to me who are like me, right? So what's informing them? What's informing their consciousness? What toxicity are they soaking in? And so I have to be aware of what's out there. So occasionally I dip into those pools and kind of see what's going on. And I transmute and do my best to, you know, blast them all with violet light while I'm watching so that I'm doing some alchemy on them, but that's another story. But the point is I'm making is you have to kind of be aware of your surroundings and your environment a little bit if you are here to serve that environment, to assist it, to elevate out of what it is. You have to know what it is in the first place. So you can't just stick your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist and go into your other reality all by your lonesome with you know a handful of your friends and live in la-la land while the rest of the world burns down. That's not being an angel in a human form. Sorry. And for those who are thinking that they're going to manipulate their way um, by creating, manifesting, and, and working through the system and manipulating money out of the system and what they can get out of the system through their spiritual consciousness and not give back into it on other levels, yeah, there will be a reckoning and a balancing there too. It's just natural. It's not to be threatening. It's just a natural part of the system. So it'll work for a while and then not so much. So this is the thing. Making money isn't a bad thing, by the way. I want to just preface it by saying that. You know, we are making money to feed ourselves and clothe ourselves and the rest, and that's fine. But it is the intention behind it. Right. And it's also the greed, energy of greed. You know, the energy of greed right now is so high in comparison to even the 1980s when everyone was like, greed is good. Right now, I'm seeing the greed really saturate into the conscious communities pretty badly. You know, when people are charging $20,000 an hour sometimes, others are charging maybe $20,000 a day. And they're comparing themselves to other coaches and people out there, so they think that's okay. Because they think that's their value. 
And maybe it is their value to somebody that they're saving a ton of money for. But when it's somebody who basically is mortgaging, you know, their house, putting out a second mortgage on their house to coach with you, because they think that's going to change their lives. That's a lot of pressure, first of all, to put on a coach to, to deliver, right? And what if they don't? But let's say, you know, let's go with the assumption that they do and that they're really worth that. Well, then that makes it a very elitist luxury sport, consciousness and spirituality. You know, when everybody's charging 500 and 600 and up an hour, it's not a lot of people that can afford that. And there are so many heart-centered people on this planet that have been suffering that will never afford that because that's just not part of the equation of who they are. And yet they could still use the information to have a more joyful life, right? And I'm looking at all this and I'm going, what is it becoming? What is our world becoming? When you have this cannibalistic society of coaching and let me teach you the five steps to marketing and to get more clients and everybody's selling those same five steps just packaged and, you know, shined a little differently. I think, you know, at some point that, that gravy train is going to come to a halt really rapidly. But more importantly, what I know, other than what I said about this Native American gentleman, this beautiful chief telling me LA is not the safest joint to be living in and I should consider relocating, um, was he said something about the red wind coming and what that red wind is. I read it to be more like a solar flare or solar wind, right? And he says basically what this energy is going to bring into the planet will make all electronics obsolete. That means your cell phone won't work anymore. There will no longer be Wi-Fi. There will no longer be electricity like we know it. At least for a while. So our technologies are going to have to change. And so everybody who builds, and even myself, you know, we have these platforms or we have these businesses built on the internet. Well, imagine the internet's just suddenly not there tomorrow. That's going to create a lot of chaos and confusion, I would think, if people don't have something else to fall back on as their skill set. And I don't say this to frighten people. I say this to get them ready and prepared that if they are in a reality that they find themselves in aligned to this 3D version of Earth that is going to go through these Earth changes and these very specific realities, that they can at least have some preparation that there's something else to fall back on in case computers, internet, and the phones, and all this stuff is not accessible as your business. So it's back to basics. What can you grow as food? What can you offer as healing? What can you offer as a skill set? Come up with a backup that is useful in the real world. Go back to the 1800s and think, what did they do back then that was useful? And I'm going to keep kind of saying this thing as a reminder, because I know I've said it before, but you know, You really have to think, how well am I loving myself and how well do I love others? 
and make that your first priority more than making money, raising your family, any of it. Because it starts with all that. I mean, everything starts with that is what I'm saying. Um, the other thing I want to share is there is an energy of upliftment coming into this planet that wants to support us. And I call it the energy of the diamond dragons. I'll tell you a story really interesting. Dragons for me, you know, again, going back to what angels were for me. Angels were like, you know, little hallmark figurines. Dragons for me were on Game of Thrones, you know, and things like that. And just like whatever, you know. And... My friend Kaya, Kaya Ra, she wrote a book called The Sophia Code. And she started telling me about the Sophia Dragon Tribe many years ago, you know. And I met her here in L.A. and um, we connected because of the Magdalene. And I saw her speak and channel Magdalene. And it was beautiful, you know, to connect with her on that level. And and then she was working on her book. And I remember talking to her about that and told her, let me know if you need help with that. And... um. And then she moved up north and we lost touch. And then I saw that, you know, the Sophia Code was coming out. And now it's like an international bestseller and the rest. And I remember I got a copy on my Kindle. And I think I read the first two chapters. And then, like much of my life, I got distracted and went into, you know, other stuff. And, and didn't get back to it yet. So a couple of years have gone by now. And a few weeks ago, I don't know if I've mentioned this here before, but a few weeks ago girlfriend of mine was dealing with her sister and needed some help and I said call in the diamond dragons and their code is 777777 and she's like what do you mean and I said that's their access code that's like it's like their call sign <laughs> I said and you want to take four and you want to place them as sentinels around her bed at night and then within like an hour I'm on a Facebook messenger with a friend and she's sharing with her the story and she said oh my god that's so weird because today I'm in Slovenia I'm in the capital and I went on this bridge it's called the dragon bridge and she sent me a photograph and in the photograph is a picture of this dragon this green dragon one of four that's on this bridge and underneath it in chalk written on the column it says 777 the number of the dragon and I didn't I, I didn't understand how that could be possible you know but I was like oh my god that's crazy so I took it as the diamond dragons were just the elevated empowered or taken to the next you know level amplified so that's why you had two sets of 777 right and then I just was like okay well that's cool you know and I didn't think anything of it other than just there was something going on with these diamond dragons and of course you know I, I went into spirit and I asked and I got that it's just kind of like if you think of the ley lines of the, the planet or the dragon lines, these are like the new dragon lines. These are the new elevated source, you know, coatings that are coming in to bring in the new platform, if you will, and the new operating system or holographic earth vehicle for planet earth, um, for diamond earth, right? And so I just kind of left it alone. And then over the weekend, Kaya put up, you know, this Facebook Live, and it was a prayer circle, and I thought to tune into it, you know, I hadn't checked in with her for a while. 
And here she is talking about the seraphim angels, and she's talking about the dragons and the golden dragons and the crystalline dragons and all this stuff. And she said the key code for the dragon is seven seven seven. And I and I honestly, guys, I thought I was gonna keel over. Like <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and um, I have to say, no matter how connected we are, no matter who, how much we know who we are in form as spirit in form. No matter how much spiritual connection we have, there's still that aspect, that human aspect, that when we get those validations, we're like still in shock. We're still surprised. We're still surprised by our own direct connection to source. There's always another authority outside of us because of the self-authority that's still, you know, kind of trying to anchor in within us. Because there's still that heart stuff inside that says, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, or I don't really know what I'm doing, and maybe I'm an imposter totally, or whatever. There's these aspects that come up. So it's just funny because when that came in, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I've never heard of this code. And now I've I've heard of it now, you know, many times. And then other girlfriends of mine are confirming that, yeah, they're seeing sevens all over the place. And then I was going through my phone from months ago and there was in my phone a license plate that I took a, a photograph of one day. I remember I was I was having a lot of heartache that day. And it was just something that kept me going. And it was 55777 or FF777 or something like that. And I went, wait a minute. What is going on? This 777 has been around me for a while, right? And so what I realized is it wants me to do this initiation. Because in the Sophia Code is this initiation for the Golden Dragons. And... I've had others tell me, you know, that they see seraphim around me. They see these light beings around me that are large and, and, or they tell me I'm seraphim, you know, or connected to it in some way. So I just, you know, kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I just kind of got a little bit intrigued. I'll be honest, a little intrigued. (laughs) So I'm looking into it and, um, I have my Kindle, you know, kind of prepped to kind of look and read through and see what, what's there for me. But um, what I know, the Spirit is trying to get our attention. And it wants us to know that it's time to suit up, put on the armor, put on the shields, know that it's going to get real. It's going to get real thick in the energy here for a bit. And it doesn't mean... It, a negative thing it just means you're going to go through lots of transformation potentially and that that's normal and it's okay and to expect it going back to managing the expectations if we expect right that things are happening and things are coming then we can prepare and when we prepare it's not so intense it's when we don't prepare and we just kind of like think oh well, maybe I don't know you know and we ignore it, then then later we're kicking ourselves going, I should have listened, I should have prepared, I should have done something, and I didn't. So I'm just asking you guys, if you're listening to this, to know there's a reason you're listening. Because there's a fraction of a planet, the planet that listened to the show. And it's because they can handle the heat. It's because they can handle the message. It's because there's a message for them that they need. Or there's something that's required for them to know so that they can best prepare. And that can mean different things for different people, depending on what they're dealing with. But I also want to say this. If you live in an area that keeps getting hit by hurricanes, move, please. Don't keep putting yourself through that. Seriously. 
And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, we build, we got the insurance and this and that. But the insurance keeps you tied in to that system that keeps trying to take you out. So, got to think about what's your life worth. You know, if you're going to rebuild or you have, you know, a house in those areas, maybe think about, you know, selling it, doing something, getting the money out and moving. Because I'm going to tell you this right now, not everybody on this planet is going to survive the coming ages. At least not in the 3D construct of it. And those that do survive are going to be the smart ones who get the message and who listen and to take action and to elevate and hold either 5D vibration and consciousness and go into that neutrality, that sovereign state that says all is well no matter what's occurring around me. And they, it's like they're like avatars that rise above all of it, okay? If that's not you, if you don't think you're there yet and you're not capable of holding that high vibration no matter what and you're still getting triggered as F and you're still falling into this domain of drama and trauma, then I'm telling you specifically you need to prepare and take some action to find a safe haven within the planet so that you are capable of continuously working toward that higher vibration and jump into five or diamond earth when the time is right. So that's why. It's not that I don't think we all have potential to do it. I just think there's different waves of people doing it. And I just know that some people are not going to, you know, necessarily ride those waves that easily. And as much as I don't want to think that about my planet, my beautiful earth, that there's going to be chaos and, and all those things going on for many, I do know that I know that they're infinite beings. I don't have sadness around it. I have a detached compassion, if you will. You know, I'm very compassionate, but I also don't have the bleeding heart to the point where I'm self-destructing myself for anybody, right? The time of the martyr is over. And also, I do what I can to assist. If there's something I can do to take action, I take it. If there's some way I can, you know, volunteer or help, I will. But I do think that we have to really be realistic, that there's lots of places on this planet that are going to have storms, hurricanes, fires, floods, the mayhem, volcanoes, all these things. Because the planet is changing, just as we are. You can't expect all of us to be having this higher elevation of consciousness and the planet isn't going to go through our own changes along with us. We're all connected. So, unfortunately, for those people who refuse to wake up, refuse because they're stubborn, they're really attached to their wealth, they're hoarder, hoarders and and it's like collecting all sorts of cars and boats and homes and, you know, they're fully disconnected and completely spiritually ignorant. Bless their hearts. They're going to have a little bit of a wake-up call. They're, they're going to need a bigger hammer to come in and, and knock them on the head and go, hello, wake up. And unfortunately, that's going to be through a lot of natural disasters and not-so-natural ones, too. But... Everybody's going to get there. Everybody's going to get into the higher elevations of consciousness. And it's just a matter of when and how and in what capacity. What I know is we're all infinite beings. We're all eternal beings. We're all immortal beings with the energy of light and spirit and formlessness. So even when people leave form, as sad as it is because we miss them and we love them. Like I lost one of our, my wolf family last week and 
you know, I had a memorial yesterday for her, and it was heartbreaking, you know, because she's this beautiful animal, and I miss her. But I understand where she is, is in spirit, and she's always around, and she's not dead. She's just not in form. Her spirit consciousness is still alive. It's alive in every single one of us that remember her, too. But even still, she's alive. She's there. She's around. I went into a sweat lodge Friday night with the same chief, Black Spotted Horse, and I'm in the sweat lodge, and I'll be honest with you, I'm in the sweat lodge, and I'm imagining that I'm like the mother of dragons or like the daughter of dragons, right? I'm in this, in this like, <laughs> this sweat lodge from hell. No, it wasn't from hell. It was actually quite lovely, but it was still intense, right? The heat. And I'm just imagining myself, I'm in an egg, like, okay, I'm, I'm being reborn. I'm going back into the womb, the darkness of this cavern. And I'm like an egg, and I'm, I'm just being reborn, and I'm going to come out a dragon. And I didn't even realize that I was rebirthing my dragon self, my dragon nature, the seraphim nature. And the next morning, I swear to God, I woke up. I thought I wanted to burn everything down. I was just so in the space of like, I'm a lion and hear me roar. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to like, talk about everything going on and, and all these things. And I'm like, no, Stephanie, you got to temper this. You got to keep this chill. It's all good. Don't let it rob you of your peace. Because there are certain things that are going on that are not okay, frankly. And I know that they're not okay. And I see them. You can't help but see them. But I also know my most important thing is holding my light. As I've mentioned before, our most important mission as angels on earth is to radiate the most amazing frequency of love vibration as light that we can. Smile at others, hug others, be loving to others, be kind to others, help where we can, assist where we can on all levels. And that will ripple out. But I'm just going to be honest. Saturday when I woke up, wasn't feeling that way. And it was ironic because then I watched Kaya Ra's video Saturday night and she wasn't feeling that way either, but that was from Thursday when I was in council with this elder. So it was really interesting, you know, just the energies in general that we share, you know, when we all work with spirit in the way that we do and we work with the angels and we work with the seraphim and we work with these high frequencies of beingness and these conscious energies that are elemental forceful, like lightning energies is these elemental seraphim energies. It's just like they're the elemental forces of creation that come together and birth entire, you know, oceans and stuff, right? So it can get intense. Angel work isn't just light and fluffy, warm, fuzzy, you know, kind of stuff. And I'm going to be really honest. The real angel work is a regular practice. Your whole life is your practice. It's not, let me just consult oracle decks, or let me just call on the angels in prayer, or let me just call for angels to help my friend, or, you know, that's fine. That's like Angel 101. That's like the Hay House version of angels. No offense to Hay House, but I'm just saying, I'm being honest. That's that's learning the normal tricks of the trade of, of how to consult and get guidance. And that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's where you start. And that's where, you know, oftentimes people start. Everybody usually starts there as a rule. Because um, you're just trying to create a connection. But to embody and to live as an angel in human form, is another game entirely. And it is an everyday, regular practice, blood, sweat, and tears kind of thing. You know, and it's not easy. And anybody who tells you it is is lying to you. 
It is not being an angel. It is not easy being an angel on Earth, because Earth is a very dense planet to come into. To be an Earth angel means you are a warrior, master, light being that said, yes, I'll go in because I know what's required. I know what the job is. I've done it before in other systems, and I will go in and assist because this planet deserves it, and it deserves help, and it deserves the love that I am, and I will go. And so we all volunteer to come here, and I know some of you are going, I don't know why I would ever volunteer for this stuff. This is BS. (laughs) And I know some of the listening are going, what is she even talking about? She's crazy. And that's cool too. If you don't get it, then the show probably isn't for you, but that's okay. I love you. I'm just letting you know. I'm being truthful. Um, And there's those of you who are listening going, yeah, this really sucks. And I want to get off the ride. And you feel abandoned on this rock and you feel abandoned by God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Love, Mother, Source, Universe. I don't care what you call it. You feel abandoned by whatever that creative energy is. And this whole planet has that feeling to it. And yeah, that might be one of your core wounds that you're trying to heal. Because at the end of the day, you have a resentment about even being here. And you're pissed off at yourself for volunteering. And that's okay. Forgive yourself. And forgive this, this whole concept of coming in. Forgive the whole idea. You know. But this planet sent out a call. And we answered. And we came. And I know many of you want to go home. And I'm going to say your job's not finished yet. We need you. We need you here. We need you to just be in as much joy as possible. Find the things that bring you as much joy without checking out. And what I mean by that is it's not about getting high and checking out of your consciousness to be in joy artificially. If you want to get high because you dance and you move body, you know, energy through your body or you make love or whatever it is that brings you joy, great. I'm talking about the stuff that people are turning to, like drugs, you know, constantly getting stoned even with, you know, CBD and calling it medicine. Well, guess what? If you're constantly high... That's like saying, somebody else, please come drive my car. That is not, that is not living up to your contract as a human angel <laughs> or an earth angel. Okay, I'm just being honest. You came here to be present. You came here to anchor light. You came here to direct light into those areas of darkness, especially your own family. You came here to remember the truth of who you are at every single level and then reflect that out into the world so others can see themselves in your reflection. You didn't come here to be the sexiest yogini. You didn't come here to be, you know, um, painted up like you look spiritual and go to Burning Man and other places just to play spiritual on TV in an artificial reality consciousness way where you're a reality star in that type of, you know, spiritual reality show that isn't real, you came in to walk the talk daily, to live the truth authentically from your heart daily, to humble that heart and get out of any narcissism because narcissism is simply you forgetting who you are. 
You don't need to post up selfies about all the things you're doing and all the Facebook stuff that people do that says, look at me here, look at me here, look at me here. That's not what you came in to do. You came in here to speak your truth, inspire greatness, yes. You came in to be an artist, perhaps, or a musician, perhaps, yes. You came in here to create stories out of your life as books and as plays and as movies and whatever, yes. You came in here to love others, yes, and help others, yes, and be of service and heal, yes. There's so many different options. And even those who came in to do what many would consider the blue collar work, call it plumbers and electricians and, you know, go, those guys make good money, by the way, let's just be real. But <laughs> even them, if that's what you're doing, whatever you're doing to make money, being an Uber driver, I don't care what you do, you can bring your light. You can bring your kindness. You can tell somebody they look good today and bring light into their heart. Because maybe they were feeling really crappy about themselves or just lost their job. You can breathe light into your body and exhale peace and add to the ocean of peace that this planet so desperately desires to see happen. And you can do that without even leaving your house. But if you're out in the world and you're meeting people, bring your light to them give them love give them enthusiasm give them happiness if you're still walking around complaining soaked in saturated negativity and not wringing yourself out I mean let me be honest with you as an empath I pick up a lot of depression and negativity in the field and sometimes it gets to me and sometimes I become the negative Nelly and then luckily I have others around me go hey babe you sound like negative. Oh, right. Shit. Got to go ring out. Because I, I just get, I, I feel it. And it's not me talking. It's not the true nature of who Stephanie is and my angel self. It's, I'm just broadcasting the bullshit that's in the field. And I have to remember, oh yeah, no, not putting that out. Not through this vessel, not through this instrument, because it's amplified because I, on a regular basis, bring the light. And so now I'm amplifying the crap. I don't want to do that. So I have to be even more diligent. When you're aware, you have to be even more on your A game, your angel game, right? So I'm just saying, everybody has the opportunity, no matter what level of consciousness they're at, if you're even listening to the show and listening to this message, you have to have some semblance of awareness and wakefulness. So wherever you are in the spectrum of wakefulness, you can do your part to assist. You can be a living angel on earth can be the angle of consciousness that says I love humanity I love this planet I'm only going to show peace and love to others be grateful for all my life experiences be grateful for what I have even if it's like a penny I don't care I'm grateful I'm grateful to be alive because in life there's the potential to love and in love I can find the truth of who I am I can be God made manifest in a form because that's what God is. That's what God is love. So when people say love is my religion, that is the truth. Any religions that do not broadcast full 100% love are not the truth. 
if there's any broadcasting or transmission within the scriptures, within the words of God, so to speak, that they believe are somehow going to make people feel less than, feel sinful, feel horrible about themselves in any capacity, or make them feel less than Jesus or God or Gandhi or whoever the hell, doesn't matter. They are not broadcasting truth, period. They are giving you an artificial intelligence to keep you locked and looped into a limited belief system that doesn't want you to remember the truth of who you are. It wants to keep you imprisoned and enslaved to a system of false limiting beliefs. So then you have to consume outside resources that keeps you locked in that system because they're all in bed with each other feeding and and supporting each other to maintain their systems. And those systems are conglomerates, they're monopolies, they're CEOs. Most churches are run like that now, by the way, for those of you who go to churches, they're usually run by a head of that church is usually no better than a CEO of a company. You can look, watch 60 Minutes if you want to. Watch any of the news stories out there exposing these things. My point to you is, you're only ambassador or chief is you. There is no mediator between you and your source. You are it. Don't put that burden on me either, by the way. I'm just here giving you the message. It's like, don't shoot the messenger. And I understand some some are going to get upset about that. And they're going to think I'm judging. I'm not judging. I just know what the truth is. Because I didn't come preloaded and pre-programmed with anything other than me just tapping in directly to source. And what I receive from source is, you are love only. Anything that indicates that you aren't is not the truth. End of story. It's not complicated. There aren't all these rules and regulations of what you have to do to prove yourself when you are that. When you are already God in form, why do you have to prove to God what you are when it already knows what it is? But we're stuck in that loop, guys. We're all, you know, kind of still sitting here like going, I don't know if I'm enough and this and I don't know if I can do it. You know, we're still in these limitations because we're humans. It's part of the game. But I'm just trying to give you kind of some cliff note shortcuts, you know, cheat codes in the system if you're putting this in the video game kind of framework idea that when you can find yourself in the beauty of a tree, the reflection of a lake, and you can see yourself in all of nature because you realize the beauty of the cells, the miracles that your hands can bend if you indeed have hands, assuming you guys all out there listening have hands, like, right? I mean, what a miracle it is to have a human body you just start really looking at the miracle that is the human body as a universe upon itself you can't help but realize you're God and the more that you abuse this body is a direct reflection of how much you're angry at God and I use the word God because that's just the universal term that everybody understands but it could be you know you're mad at the universe you're mad at love your source whatever you're resentful and pissed off about it a little bit Those who truly love where they come from and what they are would never dream of abusing their body with unhealthy food and alcohol and drugs and pills and all the toxins that they would put in. 
That would be so counterintuitive. So I'm giving you some of these concepts to think about, and I know it's coming through in just kind of a random <laughs> mishmash of thought. But that's really, honestly, a lot of time how source speaks through. It's not always clean and linear and packaged neatly with a bow. It's this entanglement of all sorts of strings of frequencies and energies. And I'm just saying, okay, let me tune into that string right there and see what it has to stay right now and zap. <laughs> Pull it in. And let me filter it through my filtration system of my stories that I've just lived through and see where, where it resolves itself. And that's what Angels in the Buff is for me too, is it's part of my own spiritual practice of building my own spiritual muscle and holding me accountable each week to go to the gym of spirituality at least once a week calling it Angels in the Buff. I'm being Schwarzenegger in this moment. <laughs> and inviting you guys to go to the gym with me, right? And be your accountability partner. And if you want to go deeper with this, that's what the angel hits for. If you want to have an experience of more of, you know, the actual tangible practices I teach and really get into the meditation and the activations and working on the DNA levels and working on the conscious belief levels and working on, you know, asking questions and getting answers and, um, you know, just going a lot deeper in terms of the mystery teachings, then that's why I created the angelhood as a private space because I want to hold that container and I'm accountable for everybody in that container. It's not something just to randomly broadcast. I want to be able to make sure everybody's okay. And that's what angels do. We look out. We look out for everybody. And that's my little tribe I look out for. And I call it the angelhood because to me, what I know, what I know deep in my bones and what has been gifted to me from the beginning of, of my life was that when we can get to the common denominator, what is the one common denominator we can all agree on? and be at and connect at so that we can stop hating each other and killing each other and all the rest that people do, <laughs> the craziness that people do. And I realized we have to stop think, seeing ourselves as gender and seeing ourselves as races and seeing ourselves as political affiliation and any of these labels that separate us. And the one common denominator I could have or find that we could all aspire to and be like and understand at the core level of who we are as our beingness as light, we're angels. And so that's why I created the angelhood. It's not a brotherhood or a sisterhood, it's the angelhood, right? And so when we know this, when we really understand this, we are that much closer to understanding our God self. Our frequency self, our source self is light and love and peace and joy and happiness on every level. Everything that angels represent is really truly who we are with the hard candy-coated shell of more limiting belief, something that dims our life. And so it's just up to us to chisel that off and let that shell go and open up and blast through. And the good news is the dragon energy, the archetype of the dragon energy, which is just about burning away and clearing being powerful and strong is coming forth now among many as an archetype and so that means that we are coming into our power this planetary system is changing and there are those on this planet who know who we are that are changing with it and we're stepping into knowing fully 
that no matter what is happening in the world, we got this. We so got this and love wins. Love prevails no matter what. Not to make it a win-lose thing, but I'm just saying. Love is all there is. And therefore, it's the automatic winner. (laughs) It's just us letting go of the lack, the scarcity, really, that that belief that is there isn't enough for everybody, that's really the driving force of all the traumas. It drives, it drives forward all the industries that enslave people to make money off them somehow. And that's through countless industries. Paying people barely anything. And I want to leave you with this as a story of inspiration. I was watching this on Facebook. Facebook has its, you know, meaningful moments. I'm not going to bash it too much all the time, but, you know, limit intake is all I'm going to say on that one. Um, A woman was sharing, it was one of these goal cast videos, I believe, where she was 18 years old. She decided to leave home, travel the world, and she came across this place where these children were carting water jugs, really heavy water jugs, up a mountain, And the straps were on top of their head. They were lifting these jugs with their head. And you're thinking, oh my God, that's compressing their little necks and how much damage is that going to cause them as they get older? And you're just like watching this and going, oh my God, they're like pack mules, really? And she said they got paid a dollar to go up the hill every day. And they made $2 a day because that was as much as they could do each day. It was, uh, you know, it was a long ass hill to carry this water up. And she just couldn't handle it. And she was 18 and when she found these girls and these kids and, you know, doing this, it inspired her to create an orphanage. And she now orphans 200 children. And she's 23 years old. And I'm going to be honest. I had to think, like, what the hell have I been doing in my life, right? <laughs> A little bit. But I realized, no, I've helped people. I know I do. I, I know there are people who are still on this planet today because I got them through some of the hardest, darkest places in their lives, and they're still alive because of me, and they've told me that. So I know I've had an impact on this planet in my way. I've left some impact here. But when you see that, when you see the direct impact like that, at that level, at that age, it gives me a lot of hope for humanity. It gives me a lot of hope that these kids are so brave. I mean, for this girl to go travel the world at 18 years old, I don't know if I'd want to do that now, you know? (laughs) I'm a full-grown adult, like, you know, in my 40s, but, like, it's just the fearlessness of that, right? And that's an angel. She's absolutely an angel, and she's a warrior. She came to play. She came to come in and make some serious dents, (laughs) you know? So just know this. When we band together, when we come together, when we are collectively pulling our resources to create change is where we really step into our next power. I invite you to reach out to me. Tell me what is your genius? What is your angelic genius? Where is your angelic IQ at? What level do you feel you're at? I want you to email me angels at angeliclightstream.com is my public email address that I'm willing to get spammed. So that's the one I give out. But anyway, (laughs) um, when 
you reach out to me, just share with me, share with me your stories. I want to hear them. I might share a couple of them on the air, you know, if you give me permission and let me know in the email. Um, but share with me where you're at. I want to know. Where are you at in your in your buffness? You know, and when I say buffness, I mean your rawness, your nakedness, your authentic self. Like where have you exposed the true nature of who you are to the world? And also your buffness in terms of, you know, strength. How strong are you in your conviction and your authority in your angelhoodness, right? And um, yeah, I want to hear from you. Because I'm looking to bring the legions together in 2019. I really am. I'm looking to bring us together for some powerful experiences and powerful work. So definitely reach out. No matter what level you're at, celebrity or otherwise, doesn't matter, you know, because some of you I know are out there being spiritual teachers in the world and you got your tribe and this and that. That's okay. We need you. We need to come together. We're only going to get this done together. I know this. And I'm creating an angelic collective now for next year, 2019. So I'm calling forth the angels to come forward, find me, reach out, message me. You can message me on Facebook, um, via my Facebook pages. All of them get to me. Um, if you're looking to go deeper with my work, Angelhood uh, is the membership circle. And so angelicacademy.com has a new video up. You can go watch that too and, and see what that's about and see if it's for you. I do believe it's for everybody, really, I'll be honest. But only you can decide. Um, and the other thing I'm going to say is this. If you're just trying to, you know, learn more about angels in general and just kind of get an idea of what, what any of this is about um, on an experiential level, like with light. To me, angels, too, are light. You know, it's the lightness of being that we are. Then I would really highly recommend um, downloading my meditation on stephanielodge.com if you haven't done so already. On Stephanie Lodge, you can find my meditation about halfway down the page. Um, if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get that meditation. And it's really powerful for transmuting. Um, and I also would say that I only, you know, send out a newsletter once in a while. I'm not one of those who sends them out all the time. But it would just be a good way to stay in touch and, and learn about any future events and things. And um, I think that's it. I think that's all I got this week. I actually went over an hour, given the fact that my two-thirds, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I want to send everybody in the fires in California so much love, so much grace, so much ease. I know that there's so much to rebuild and so much fear and so much um, uncertainty. And so what I know right now as I call forth the angels to assist is I just send streams of light as my prayer to come forth into those areas that have been ravaged by fire. I want to send love to the trees and to the animals and the earth that has been scorched. I want to send love to all the people that are displaced and have lost everything and remind them that they need nothing to be the radiant, brilliant, powerful beings of love they are. All the material that is burned away just made room for so much more love to come in through all the grace 
of the community that's coming for them and to them to provide for them. I also ask that they are guided and inspired to relocate if that is indeed what is being asked and called for for them. That I ask their guidance, their ancestrals, their ascended masters and guides and angels and all the rest of love and light that surrounds them to provide all their basic needs easily so that they don't have to go home to a place that is completely gone and and feel that there's nothing there to provide for them, that they can find food for their bellies and that they don't go hungry. And what I know now for my precious Malibu, my beautiful Malibu, you have been a sanctuary of light for so many. You've been an inspiration of light for so many. The beauty of who you are has been taken away to some degree now. There are some scars there, yes. There are some soul scars in Malibu, yes. There have been beautiful places that have been burned to the ground, but I am grateful. I'm grateful for Olinger still standing as a beacon of hope and light in that in that angelhood known as Malibu. And I'm grateful that nobody as far as I know, lost their lives in Malibu. I know that we did lose a few lives in the Woolsey Fire overall. I'm not sure if any were in Malibu. But for any that have been lost, I know that you are not lost. You are found in the infinite realms, and you are led and greeted by angels. And you are here to assist us now as angels on the other side to guide us to the greatest life we have ever known. So thank you for all that you were in this planet to assist and all of those beings in paradise that is no longer on the map of California, basically. Whatever that was, natural or not, what I know is that there are people missing tonight. Many people. And we have to assume that they are gone. And so what I know is they are not lost in the mind and the love and the light of God. They too have been found into a higher version of themselves, shining and radiating their brilliance to guide the rest of us, to assist the rest of us. And they are released from the density of the form to go back into the formless by design, per their contract, per their soul's agreement, that they are never victimized. They are simply liberated into the peace of the all there is. So I want to thank everybody for listening tonight and honoring all angels everywhere, both on the earth and not. Honoring yourselves. Honoring this time together. And if you want to listen to any of these other archives of Angels in the Buff, you're welcome to go to angelsinthebuff.com. And thank you for being present here. um, I'm honored to be of service to this world, and I do the best that I can. If you want to support me in any capacity, (laughs) you can go to stephanielodge.com, go to shop. There's a bunch of stuff in there that... um, 
as a way to support the future uh, experience of Awakening Angels for next year. The Awakening Angels experience is the working title for that. Um, I have new halos up. So for those of you who don't know what those are, they are beautiful bracelets that I charge with the frequency of angelic light. The new diamond halos are up, and these are beautiful um, angelic aura, uh, angel aura coated clear crystal beads that basically hold the frequency of the collective of the diamond light, all bandwidths. And so these are perfect for holiday gifts. So I just want to share that as well, that they are up now for pre-order on um, stephanielodge.com. And you can find them on the front page or in the shop. And what else can I tell you? Um, yeah, that's basically it. And then, of course, sessions with me. If you want direct sessions, I do coaching um, one-on-one with people. I also do couples coaching. I call them sovereign union sessions. And this is for couples um, looking to work through whatever their sovereign union relationship is. Some people call this the twin flame relationship. Um, I have a little bit of a different angle on it. But that said... Um, I do assist couples in in working through certain things on that and coming to another level of their relationship. So there's a lot of different opportunities to work with me in different capacities and packages and so forth. So you're welcome to check all that out on stephanielodge.com. Angels in the Buff is on angelsinthebuff.com. And of course, the Angelhood, my private membership circle, which I would love to have you all in, is at angelicacademy.com. It is one of many memberships I'm creating. I will be launching the Magdalene Masterminds next year. These will be pulling from the existing Angelhood. So you have to be an Angelhood member in order to get into my Masterminds by design because you have to kind of know my vernacular and the teachings to some degree. So I do suggest, if that sounds of interest to you, get in the Angelhood now, start catching up on past calls and information that's in there, and um, and then you'll be ready and prepared for the Masterminds going uh, starting and launching in 2019, okay? That's what I got. Love you all. Thank you all. And until next time, this is Stephanie for Angels in the Buff, and we will see you in the dream time. Happy stream and happy dream, and everybody love you. Bye-bye.